Here's today's haiku. Smoke and scan shows life. 18 shootings in L.A. We need our police. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene, and soon you'll be joined with Dave, and then we can sit back and have a, a real discussion. I think it's going to be a fun night. Uh, but first off, I decided uh, we need to talk about some of the things. Now, I had mentioned in my haiku about a YouTube channel called Smoke and Scan. Smoke and Scan is actually the title of a YouTube channel. And I've been listening to it since probably the riots. Um, and what its essential premise is, it's about a pothead who listens to police scanners live. If he finds an issue, such as a high-speed chase, and he's from Los Angeles, so you know there are tons of high-speed chases there, he finds it live and plays it, and we all have a discussion about the high-speed chase and what's going on and other things in life. What's kind of cool about the channel is it's the first YouTube channel where I felt like actually having a discussion with the people and I actually go in and I send text messages to them. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, he's really funny. I don't know what his name is, but he's really funny. The calls are entertaining and his cat is an absolute nutbag. And when things are slow, he starts talking about his cat. He starts talking about just random things out there like a stoner will do. He smokes weed on air and he cusses like a sailor. So it's not for children or the squeamish. But there are some benefits to that. I will deal with those benefits. The first one is he's got a really interesting Chiron at the bottom of his uh, bottom of his cha- uh, bottom of his lives feeds, and those Chirons actually show the statistics for crimes that are actually happening. An example of that would be uh, yesterday in twenty four in a twenty four hour period there were a thousand ADW or assault with a deadly weapon assaults and 300 stabbings. Just in the two hours that I watched, there were 18 shootings. Now he only covers LA. He he covers the LA uh, County area, LA Sheriff, LA Police, Highway Patrol, and Fire Department. So he, he only covers Los Angeles. So if you're from Minnesota, or I'm like from San Diego, you're not going to hear anything, but it still works out. It works out really well. Um, it, it, it's a good show. And the one of the things that, and even he says this, even he says this, as stoned as he is, do the, he said this last night, do we really want to cancel the police? We had 18 shootings tonight. We had thousands, we had uh, 300 stabbings. They had 300 kidnappings yesterday. Is that, and that's, those scanners were going off constantly. Police being called to a burglary, police being called to a, um, uh, a robbery, police being called to an ADW. It was all online and he sits and he understands the police codes and he says okay there's a 415 there's a nut job or there's a suicide 
or there's an ADW. I think that it's a great show. It really is. If you can handle the stupidity of him being stoned all the time, it's fun. I actually like the show, and I love looking at the Chiron at the bottom where you could see, okay, Los Angeles had a thou- had 300 kidnappings yesterday. Wow. Wow. And that's not while he's covering it. That's for the entire day. Uh, the other uh, set of stories I want to get through is uh, about cancel culture because it is in full swing. Uh, HBO Max has banned Gone with the Wind. Yes, the 1939 movie where the guy, uh, Brett, I don't know what his name is. Clark Gable is the actor, but I never saw the movie, to be honest with you. I, I, I didn't think much of it. I wasn't all that excited to see it. But the 1939 movie, one of the first in color, actually, and he said, you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. The first time they actually cussed in a movie, too. That movie is now banned. Um. Now, uh, HBO has said that they're going to bring it back. They're just going to bring it back with disclaimers of historical context about this movie does not portray the real problems of slavery. Now, I may be way off here, but it was a movie and they probably weren't trying. The point of the movie was the love affair and the struggles against the Civil War, it really didn't have much to do with slavery. Um, but, okay, if that's what they want to do. And what's really ironic about this, Hattie, McDan- Hattie McDaniel, who played Mammy, was the first black person to win an Oscar from that movie. And I'm not going to play it here because we've got limited time. But she gave one of the greatest speeches where she was talking about race because she was the first black woman to win an Oscar. And by the way, she was the first black woman to play on radio, too. So this woman has accomplished some stuff. And she basically said this is what a black woman could accomplish in the United States. Really W.E.B. DuBois of her. I here's I I don't even want to get into that. Well, people obviously were not really thrilled because they responded. Gone with the Wind in just just today became the number one ordered DVD on Amazon. So, I guess people just like the movie and they're really afraid that Just like what happens with guns when Obama took office and everyone started ordering a gun, people are worried that their favorite movies are going to get banned too. So they've decided to start ordering the movie over the internet to make sure they had a hard copy, a DVD copy of the movie. And by the way, Godfather, one of my favorite movies, uses the N-word all the time. I guess maybe that's going to be the next one they're going to go after. Maybe I need to order that one too. Oh, I'm sorry, I do have a hard copy of it. So, But it, it, it gets worse. Episodes of Cops and Live PD have been canceled. It is believed that these episodes don't reflect the true experience experiences of police. Well, actually they do. For some reason, the woke warriors seem to think that you cannot have an episode of Cops or Live PD 
where there is some black that is handcuffed and screaming, don't kill me, when the cop decides to shoot him 17 times in the back. They need that at least once in every episode. That doesn't happen. And the reason that doesn't happen is because that doesn't happen. Reality is the cops have millions of interactions with the public per year. And none of these result in death or mass destruction. Most of the time, people deal with these people and that's it. Well, the woke police, no, no, no. You have to show what really happens, which means black police or white police kill everybody, I guess, even though only nine people in 2019 were unarmed and killed for kind of questionable reasons. But it doesn't matter. So they got rid of those shows, which is going to kill my Saturday night because I loved watching live PD on Saturday night. And I didn't even know they brought back Cops. Apparently Cops was brought back in... um, what was it, six years ago, after, you know, the show went from 1989 to about, I think it was 19 or 2009, then they canceled it, and it was brought back again. It's been popular for another six years. But the woke police aren't even going after this. Now, mind you, I told you last week, the woke police, or or it wasn't even the woke police, Lego said they were not going to do any advertising for Lego characters that were, that imitated police characters how stupid was that you know because our our industry has to sit down sit back and bow right now because there was one white cop who was apparently a really crappy cop killed somebody and it's not enough that he's in jail and he's facing 20 years and he's facing 50 years excuse me in prison now we got to cancel everything else. But the woke police went after Nickelodeon. An animated series, series called Paw Patrol must be banned. And Nickelodeon, or the producers of Paw Patrol, have decided to pull it. Oh my God. It's a cartoon. The dogs are wearing clothes. The animals are wearing clothes. <laughs> They're not all cops. Some of them are firemen. Some of them are paramedics. Some of them are army people. I've never seen the show. It doesn't change my life at all. But they are being banned because we don't want to show kids that a police dog is a good thing. Awesome. The Paw Patrol Twitter account stated, quote, In solidarity of Amplify Melanated Voices, Pound amplified melanated voices. We will be muting our content. Muting! Big word there. Our content until June 7th to give access for black voices to be heard so we can continue to listen and further our learning. Pound amplified black voices. Muting. In other words, we've got to be censored is essentially where this thing is coming from. I mean, wow. Just wow. And nobody sees anything wrong with this. What's happening in Seattle now, and it's actually happening throughout the country, 
is statues of Confederate leaders are now being torn down. Right at this moment, and today is Wednesday, it's 6.52 p.m. on a Wednesday, Black, or not Black Lives, Antifa has started tearing down statues in Seattle of a Confederate leader in the middle of a square. Now, I was watching some of it. One of the statues actually got torn actually got torn down and fell, and apparently it fell on somebody, which, oh, too bad. Uh, but, but it just shows you. Here's the thing. There's a book called Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. And what that book is about is the book burnings of a tyrannical government like the Nazis. Antifa has, I know they're called anti-fascists as Don Lemon wants to sit there and say, they're not anti-fascists. They're fascists. That's what Hitler did. Tearing down our statues, trying to eliminate that piss poor part of history that we've had is not a good thing. We need to remember our history. We need to remember we had a civil war. We need to celebrate that the right side won in that civil war. It's really, really scary. And I just don't think it's a really great idea. And I think we're getting to the point. Remember I told you probably a hundred podcasts ago, this is what a civil war is going to look like. Guess what? We're heading towards that civil war. Just think about it. And I know we're going to talk about it later. So, you've got my opinion for the first, uh, got you through the basic news. Uh, now let's let's bring on Dave. Dave, the Dave Rule, Dave. I won't call him the Dave Rule. He made a comment. I'm not going to mention it ever again, even though I'm going to try and keep everything to a half hour. But let let's talk about it. He, he, I'm he has been scratching his butt trying to figure to trying to get in on his little topic. So we're going to let him talk now. So Dave, say hi. Hello. Oh, hello. Thank no, you for I, having me. Oh, thanks for having you. Yeah. Okay. This is not you know the late night show. You can sit back and talk. This is normal. We're dumbasses. We're talking politics. Okay. So, Dave. I, I, Talk about the subject you want to go into. I want to talk about the 75-year-old protester that was allegedly shoved by the police and the repercussions and what uh, uh, this gentleman, um, first name is Martin. I can't pronounce his last name. won't even try uh, what he was actually doing there and what led to all this. So why don't you describe the situation? I'm sure everyone has seen the video by now if they've been on any type of social media. All right. So uh, there were uh, police in riot gear. They were lined up. Um, they had orders to clear a square. Uh, there were protesters. Uh, so obviously the police were there in force. They had their full riot gear. Um, and the 75-year-old um, older looking gentleman, uh, obviously 75 years old, um, he is standing in front of the police line as they're yelling at him to back up and clear the area. There's absolutely no movement. There's no trying to get out of the way. Uh, he was there to protest and he was basically not gonna 
follow any of the commands that the police were, uh, were giving. Um, from the video, to me, it looks like uh, two officers shoved him. Um, he ends up falling, uh, and he doesn't bend at the waist. He does His knees don't bend. He falls over like a board, stiff as a board. Um, and you see on the video, he is laying on the concrete as a pool of blood uh, starts to grow underneath his head. Um, the police, obviously, they're in line. They move forward. Some of the police step over him. Um, it's my understanding that the, an officer that was part of that uh, riot crowd uh, did uh, bend over and tried to examine him. And he it actually looks like he did call an ambulance too. He did call it in. All right. I did read that uh, that that police officer that was that bent over was um, actually told or made to continue with the rest of the police and move the line forward. Um, I did not see any of the aid that was rendered to him or any of that. Obviously, um, you know, looking at the video, it's short video, and reading a couple pieces of it. Um, you know, there's things that I question as to where um, the reporters got their story from, as to what orders were given, what, you know, the aid that was given. Um, last I heard, he was uh, in critical condition. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's something I want to talk about. Um, the reaction of the 75 year old what he was doing there you know you know some of the things i you know i disagree with um you know obviously working uh in the profession that we do um you and i go through a lot of different training um some of it rel relevant to what we do some of it not but um one of the things that uh uh, we go through being in California is we we have to go through a lot of different trainings, a lot of regulations, a lot of you know how do you um, behave in front of someone that is a specific age or a certain age. Um, they're all grouped differently. Um, you know, you look at pediatric patients that are uh, newborn to a certain age. You look at teenagers and how they behave and how you talk to them, um, they, you know, how you're supposed to talk to uh, people that are middle-aged, and then how, how you treat the elderly um, and people that are um, advancing in age. Uh, their hearing is not as good. Their movement is not as good. They, their balance is not as good. You know, obviously, you know, a 75-year-old, so I've seen I, I've seen the I've seen the video. Um I saw it from beginning to end for however long they actually took the video. And I guess I'm gonna have to do a show notes thing because I should put the video up there. I I, I thought the video was rather disturbing simply because you saw him fall and 
I, unlike President Trump, I believe he probably got hurt. I know that President Trump tweeted that he said that it was probably a setup. It could have been a setup, but no, I think he probably got hurt. The question I have for you, two police officers, two police officers were put on administrative leave over this whole thing, pending an investigation. Do you think that's justified? I don't. And the reason I don't is because they had given verbal commands. They had told the guy to back up. You know, who in their right mind challenges an entire police line in riot gear? You know, you've got, you know, 15 cops standing in line with their shields and their helmets, and they're telling you to back up. Yeah, you back up. This is not the place to say, you know, I am not going to listen to you. So here's the, here's the other question. And I already know the answer because I saw the video. But I'm going to let you, because this is your topic. How many other protesters were in the camera view? I didn't see any in the camera view. Um, they were all there were, there were none. The That's why. <laughs> yeah. Why he not? He was standing by himself. Yeah, he was standing by uh, himself. And he has every right to protest, peaceful protest. But the cops also come in and they have to look at safety and follow the rules that, follow the orders that they're given. You know, they're, they're told to clear their area and there's a reason why. You know, maybe the crowd is getting um, agitated too wild. You know, say, so, you know, let's clear the area before they become, um, they get to the point where they're going to start looting and being aggressive. Um, and, only, and this I'm not sure about. Was it in New York or New Jersey? I think um, it was in New York, but I'm not sure. It, it was two Buffalo police officers. So okay, so it was uh, in New York. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because Cuomo had a comment about it and even, uh, uh, Comrade Bill de, de Blasio had a comment about it. Um, and I know Cuomo, who's been throwing police under the bus left and right, has basically, I mean, the police department. Well, let's, let, let me let you finish the story. Because what happened after those two cops were put on administrative leave? So after those two cops were put on administrative leave, and they were told that the police would not back them up, would not pay for their defenses, would not do anything to help them, the rest of the group of police officers that were there, that were part of this uh, riot group, uh, riot prevention group, they all resigned their position within that group. They did not resign their position as police officers, but they resigned their position within the crowd control, riot control group that they belong to. The, uh, the ones who yeah, carry the, the shields and the helmets and the batons. They, I think there were 52 the, uh, of them. There were a lot of them. Yes. Initially, the story I heard that was that uh, they all resigned their position in support of those two officers. Later on, they came back and said, no, no, that's not really the case. The reason they resigned was because they did not have the support and backing of 
their department. And you know, if, if you're a police officer, you expect to have backup. You know, and if you don't have that backup, you know, are you really gonna do that job? Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, they feel very strongly about that. Uh, they have a strong union. Um, yeah, they were basically left out to dry. So you saw the video, I saw the video. Um, let's assume that this 75 year old man did get knocked down and, and, and by the way, was it a violent move when you, you saw the video, I saw the video, I know what I think. Do you think it was really a violent move or a violent, um, action by the police when they were trying to get this guy back? It didn't look like it was a violent action. Um, it was, you know, the guy actually, you know, watching the video, he actually walks up to the police. So he approached the police. Um, and it, you know, it's the video that I've seen is only a few, uh, you know, 35, 40 seconds long. Uh, there's not much to it. Uh, it does show him, uh, Martin, walking up to the police and starting a confrontation with the riot gear police. Would it um, be anything comparable to what happened to George Floyd? Yeah, no, um, not, you know, obviously he wasn't, you know, held down. Um, you know, George Floyd, uh, it's my understanding was on drugs, on multiple drugs uh, when he was arrested. Um, uh, I, I, George Floyd also had a 220 pound man on his neck for yeah. eight and a half minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sure this could be a problem for second degree versus third degree murder. I'm not so sure that is a real justification for what happened to him, though. Well, there's no justification for it. Um, yeah, I think uh, what happened to George uh, should never have happened. Um, he was cuffed. They had him cuffed behind his his hands behind his back. He had handcuffs on him. Um, yeah, he he. They had him sitting down. Uh, he was under control for a while. Um, you know, from what I've seen, you know, the police had control. Uh, when they relocated him, I don't know what happened. I haven't seen that part of the video where th there's a struggle and the police, you know, actually I never uh, get saw on either. top of them. I never yeah. saw it either. And there have been like five or six. But let, let's go from George Floyd. Because I, I, the thing is, I, I, I'm very, I think it's a, here's the thing. And Josie and I have had this, we've actually had drop down, drag out fights about George Floyd. Because I said, George Floyd, no, he didn't deserve any of that. But that doesn't make it systemic proof of a systemic racism. I don't believe that. I think this guy was a jerk off and he, he got what he deserved. And one of the things we got an argument about is, well, he should get first degree murder. He's not getting first degree murder. He's not getting second degree murder. I think, um, I think they over, I think they overcharge him in Minnesota. I think yeah. that's going to be a problem they're going to have in Minnesota. 
but let's go back. It, it, I think one of the things I'm trying to get is that this guy, I don't know his name. I have no idea. I didn't pay that much attention to it. Matter of fact, I didn't even look at the video until you pointed it out. Uh, I think a couple days ago. So when this guy was pushed down, we could both agree this was not a George Floyd thing. This was not an over. I don't think looking at the video, I don't think this was an overstretch. I think the police are there to do a job. This guy was trying to, I don't know what this guy was doing. Do you think the cops could have done something different? You know what? I don't know. Yes, they could have done something different. Um, they could have grabbed him, turned him around, and cuffed him, as opposed to trying to shove him uh, and clear him out of the area. Um, you know, obviously, he's not listening to the commands that are given. Um, you know, so you know, I, I think that you know, people have been emboldened to disrespect, uh, antagonize, and see what they can get away with, um, you know, with the police. There's absolutely no respect for the police uh, you know, in, in the video I saw. You know, I fully agree that he's allowed to protest, but he is also obligated to follow commands uh, that a peace officer gives you. Um, yeah, as long as it's not a, you know, a command that goes against uh, your safety or, you know, something that's, you're told to do something illegal. You're told to vacate the area, you vacate the area, plain and simple. Okay, so I'm going to give my opinion. I, here, here's the thing. I think the cops are screwed no matter what they do. They're hosed. I think if they had hooked them, that video was going to show the cruelty of the police. If they had just turned his ass around, put handcuffs on him and arrested him like a common criminal, which technically he is at this point, it would have been the same video would have been on social media showing the cruelty of the cops for arresting a 75 year old man. I do the way the media is making it sound like they make him sound like, you know, they pick the guy up and, body slammed him to the ground they didn't and if you look at the police when they pushed back crowds they've done the same thing they put their hand out and they kind of push them back i did not even see a full extension of the arm it's not like there was really a lot of force in it the guy and the cops even said well i mean he tripped over his feet and he fell straight backwards i didn't see that but honestly the video is not exactly the best I, I just don't see this as a big thing. And the cops walked by him because they didn't think twice about it. It looked like, and then there was one cop that said, this guy's not getting up and they saw the blood. And then he started making the call. And that's another thing. He did, there was a cop that saw it, saw that this guy was hurt and actually made a call. And by the way, let's not forget this 75 year old, he was a white guy. He wasn't a black guy. So right off the bat, the comparison of Black Lives Matter is completely thrown out the window. This is not oh, even yeah. the same comparison here. This guy, I did not see one protester in front of that line, right in front of the cops. It was just him. 
And I did not see him step forward to the cops, but I, yeah, I think he probably did thinking about it. I may have to look at the video again. But, I mean, if he stepped forward towards the cops, then their reaction is completely justified. They, I mean, they would have been jerks if they would have arrested him. I mean, who's going to know that this guy's going to fall like a board and hit his head? And it's not like they took their billy clubs and mace and, and just went off on him. They didn't. And I think you're right. I think that the police have been demonized to the point where I would consider this an accident, except this guy put himself in that position. My, I told my dad last week I was going to go to one of the protests. I, I wanted to go to one of the protests. Then I hurt my feet, so I ended up not going anywhere. And what did my dad say? Don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. He goes, that's a bad idea. Don't put yourself in that position. Guess what I didn't do? Go to a protest. This is a 75-year-old man who should know better that yeah. messing with the cops is probably not a good idea. Putting yourself in the situation is obviously violent. And this is like three days after half the city was burned down. Correct. And all he did yeah, was... I think that if, if the cops would have arrested him, yes, there would have been a video about it. The thing is, if it bleeds, it leads. And it, it is being taken advantage of and because it's so graphic, it, you turn a simple situation into a, a look at what they're doing. It's, it's just another example of you know, police brutality. And there's, uh, you know, we've but it's make not changes. a Black Lives Matter talking point. That's that violence that happened to that guy is not part of the narrative. It is not even a good look for Black Lives Matter. It means the police deal with what's in front of them because Black Lives Matter is literally saying white cops are going out there to kill black men. That's it. That's what they're saying. And this is not the case. Yep. And you're not going to be able to prove that when you look at numbers. Uh, When you look at statistics, you I think uh, someone got in trouble for saying something up to the fact that, uh, you know, you're more uh, likely to get shot uh, if you're white than if you're uh, a black person. Um, you know, it, look at the numbers. Um, you, you look at the, uh, you know, the black population versus the white population, what they make up. And then you look at how many crimes are committed by those uh, portions of the population and you know yeah you know, then you look at uh you know how many people are actually killed i think i think police. that's i think that's what bothers me i think what bothers me is they sit there back and say you are 20 times likely to be shot by a police officer if you're black than you're white now we already know that's not true uh, we already know more white people are shot by police than blacks now Blacks who make up, I believe it's between 9 and 13% of the population. I'm not sure which it is. Yes, they are shot 20% of the time. It's higher than their population. But the question that no one answers, the Washington Post has great database on police shootings. The police shootings 
that were discussed by the Chicago Tribune was negative towards the Chicago PD, but the reality is it just proved the point that the question is those who are shot, how many were commit in the commission of a crime? That's not discussed. So if let's say, okay, 20% of the black population, which ends up being uh, 20%, uh, I think a cup, I, I think it's a million or something. They get shot by police of that million. And let's just say it's a million. It's less than that, but let's just say it's a million. Of that million, how many were actually committing a crime? But this is never discussed. I, I have a problem with that. Statistics, yeah. facts are never talked about with the media. We already know in 2019, nine blacks were killed, 10 blacks, excuse me, 10 blacks were killed while unarmed. They always try to bring up Eric Gardner and that other guy over in St. Louis. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, Eric Gardner was committing a crime when he was arrested. And by the way, Eric Gardner wasn't beaten or killed by a cop. He had a heart attack. And Michael Brown in St. Louis, Michael Brown just robbed a store and was trying to steal a police officer's gun. They keep talking like this is, these guys weren't committing crimes. They were committing crimes. And like in the, in the case of Eric Gardner, Eric Gardner was committing a really low level crime. I grant it. But first off, the police are still doing their job. He was committing a crime. You want to blame someone, blame the mayor of New York for making that a crime. And the police didn't kill him. He died of a heart attack. So it's not the same thing. And the fact of the matter is that they can sit back and you can name all these people that died in police custody shows you that we don't have systemic violence in the police department because you can name everyone that it's happened to. And you're not naming everyone that's happened this year. You're naming everyone that's happened the last six years. It just well, doesn't happen that often. Do you know the name of a white person that was shot by a cop? Yes, David. Um, I can't remember his last name. Dave something. It was in a hotel in, uh, I think it was Arizona. He was shot by, he was shot by two, he was shot by SWAT. And the guy was actually on the ground. He was drunk. He slept. He was, his hands were behind his head. The, he was getting confused with the orders. And I believe I actually, I know I talked about this in a podcast. Um, and he fell forward and they shot him. This was SWAT. Do I think that was racist? Well, no, the cops were white. And by the way, what happened to the cops? What happened to the two cops? One who shot him and one who was giving the orders. Because if you have you seen the video? No, I have not. Well, you got to go to my website. It's on the website. Um, if you look at the website, you can see the video. There were two white cops. One was giving orders and then there was the other one who shot him. And you could tell this guy did not know what was happening with the orders. He, he was getting confused. They basically told him, put your hands behind your head, interlock your fingers, cross your legs, and now crawl over here. And what happened was he fell forward, and then one of the cops shot him. He was already, 
he was already surrendered. He was done. My question is, why didn't the cops just put him on the ground and then cuff him? It was done. It was the, the whole thing was finished. They shot him in cold blood. Nothing happened to the two cops. Nothing happened to the two cops. And police camp footage is was all available. I don't recall any riots. None. Zero. Hey, what happened to Dave? Who's Dave Dorn? Dave Dorn was a um, retired police officer uh, who was a friend of a pawn shop owner, and he was uh, working uh, to protect the shop. Um, looters came in, and uh, my understanding, they shot him. You, uh, there's a video of it uh, where Dave Dorn actually crawls out of the shop, and you watch him die on the sidewalk. And you see the desperation in his eyes. He knows he's going to die. And he, he's looking around. And the guy who was actually making the video was a nephew. Wow. Um, by the way, what color was Dave Dorn? Black. Um, where, are the where are the protests? Uh, they were in New York, I believe. Uh, and uh, the people that shot him were also black. Um, how many people were killed in Chicago last weekend? Um, I think it was uh, over 40 people shot. No, no. Uh, 84 were shot. Or 80, 87 or 88 were shot. 24 were killed. And oh. all of them that were shot were? Black. And who shot them? Blacks. Yep. Where is it Black Lives Matter? Not there. I don't know. I'm asking you. I have no idea. <laughs> they weren't they weren't in Chicago. Nope. Um I, I just think it's really it's really disturbing because what is this whole thing about for me? It's about a narrative. And I, I believe this is about the presidential narrative that the left has to create. Because Joe Biden is looking worse and worse and worse. And this racism narrative, and they've tried to blame Trump. Did you see any of the, uh, I didn't see any of them, I watched them tonight. But did you see any of the congressional hearings today about George Floyd? I did not, but uh, I look forward to seeing him on your website. You're probably not going to. They were really long. And I actually did. I I only saw a little bit of it. I, I didn't see the whole thing, but but the reality was it was they the Republicans brought in Dan Bongino, who used to be a, co a New York City cop, and I've talked about him on my website, and a Secret Service, and a gal whose brother was killed in Oakland, um, standing guard for something, and he was black, and he was killed by rioters during the riot. And no one, I can't even recall his name because no one's talking about no it. No one's talking about it. It just seems like violence is, it's out there, but no one's dealing with it. And here's the thing. Is there a problem? I, and I lied to you. I'm going to bring this up anyway. Is there a problem with the police? Uh, 
I don't think the problem is the police. Uh, I think that uh, they could go through more training. Um, I think that some of the procedures that they they go through, um, you know, need to be changed. I know that they've talked about uh, certain things, and uh, don't mind the noise. I've got uh, dogs uh, running around here. That's fine. Um, uh, I. I know that they've changed procedures when it comes to high-speed chases, and they've realized, you know, maybe what we're doing um, is causing or has a potential of causing more harm, so they will actually back away from high-speed chases. Um, there, there's also the cases when uh, there's a high-speed chase and they finally catch the guy. Um, their adrenaline is so high that they re recognize that it's because their adrenaline is so high it is usually going to be very aggressive takedowns and there's the potential for making a lot of mistakes and i think uh what's happened and things are happening with the all the protest and the video that we saw yes that should never have happened but it it's a being recognized as you know what maybe we need to change some of our protocols some of our procedures and something needs to happen to make it safer for both the cops and the civilians um, is defunding is defunding I, I i won't even talk about the idiocy of eliminating the police i don't even think that's an option and listening to smoke and scan, I know it's not an option in Los Angeles. Do you think defunding the police is even an option? I do not. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the police do a lot. Um, I've actually uh, did a ride along with police. I think I've mentioned that before. Um, not, on, not on a podcast, so go ahead. All right. So I, I did a, a ride along with a sheriff, a canine sheriff at night um very interesting uh there's a lot of times where you're sitting uh, you're observing um the officer i was with obviously he's uh following orders he's listening to the radio and you know it's kind of boring and then get in the car and you're doing 130 on the freeway you're doing 130 on side streets and you know, Adrenaline is pumping, and then back down to zero. And then 15, 20 minutes later, there you go again. Adrenaline is at 100%, and it's on or off. There's nothing in between. There's no ramp up. It's instant on, instant off. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you're – you're doing that day in and day out it's very stressful I, yeah i did it just as a ride-along it was pretty exciting for me but at the same time i could see how it's a stressful job yeah see, I, I i just read um i read a book about the representative who was a navy seal and he explained what he had to go through i, I swear to god 
I can never remember his name, which is a real insult to him because he's actually one of my favorite. Um, he's one of my favorite representatives. Hold on. I got to look at him and give him a shout out right now. Um, and I'm going to feel like an ass the second I look up his name. And there it is. A, uh, oh, where is it? Where is it? It was a really good book. I'm probably going to have to, I'm probably going to have to write a, um, I'm probably going to have to write Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. Yes. Um, Dan Crenshaw explained what he had to go through to become a Navy SEAL. And so he had to go through basic in the Navy. Then he had to go through his MOS training. Then he went through six months of, um, I can't remember what they called it, but he went through six months of absolute physical hell to become a SEAL. Then he failed once. Then he went again and he passed again. Buds is what it's called. And then he spent another year in training. And then he said while he was in country, before he lost his eye, he was constantly being checked by psychologists. He was constantly being interviewed. And one of the things he had learned was to be able to be extremely detailed and know how to deal with a situation that you may not know how to deal with. I think that's one of the things our cops need. I think 18-year-olds is too young to be a cop. I think six months of training, not enough time to be a cop. LAPD, it's six months of training. You can do it right out of high school. I think that's insane. An 18-year-old is not ready to own a gun, not ready to drink, much less become a cop, have all that power, and not enough training to deal with somebody who's holding a shotgun at you. I, I think our cops need to be treated like special forces in the military. They need to have the same benefits. They need the same psychological testing. They need the same training on temperament. And I think when you have that kind of training, you can find out the bad, the bad eggs from the good eggs. But right now, you take a six-month course and you become a cop? This is insane. And I just, I don't agree with it. This guy was a cop for, this Chauvin was a cop for 19 years. He had been in trouble dozens of times. This guy should have never made it into the police department. And I think one of the problems is, I think we need, not only do we not need to defund the cops, because that's stupid. We need cops. I think we need to put more money into the cops, and I think we need to have better training, and I think we have to have better evaluations. Now, one of the things I'm really on the ropes about, one is immunity. I think there is a level of immunity police should have. I don't think a cop is going to go out there if he could get sued from any gang member that decides to say that he was being abused. And then suddenly there's a lawsuit. I think that's asinine, which is what the Democrats want. The Republicans want limited immunity, which means with this, with this uh, uh, Floyd case, those people should be able to sue the crap out of him. I have no problem. He's going to get, con hopefully he's going to get convicted. I'm not so sure now with that stupid upgrading of the uh, charges. But 
the immunity is something that I'm kind of a little bit on. There's got to be a middle ground there. I'm just not sure what it is. But I think definitely training, and I think it should not that be that easy to be a cop. Because let's face it, if you're in Chicago, more people were killed in Chicago in 2016 than were killed in Iraq. That tells me that's a war zone. And yeah. you, those people better be trained. Yeah, I also think that as uh, police officers, you know, someone that has been on the force for as long as Chauvin was and had so many reports of misconduct, um, was he allowed to, was he given a pass? Was he given a pass every time? Sure, sounds um, like it. Uh, do all cops have that amount of um, write-ups against them? Um, or was he just a bad apple that skated through the system? Well, um, I think that brings up another question is the police unions. I don't believe yeah. in, because the police unions protect the police no matter what they do. That's what a policeman is paying union dues for. I think I, any public sector union is evil. I, I think the fire unions are evil, fire department unions, police department unions, teacher unions. All these unions are just a bad news. And if a guy is effing up, a guy is effing up and you need to get rid of him. Uh, this guy had, yeah. what was it, Dave? Was it 19 or 20? I think it was uh, 19 years of service. And they were and violent 19. complaints. Yeah. It, I think he had one per year. Yeah, and they were violent complaints. There weren't he he treated me bad. It was he was beating people up. This guy this guy had some problems. So how he well I think he stayed in because of the unions. So I don't know. Yeah. So also um, I know I do not have multiple houses, um, but uh, as a police officer, uh, he did have multiple houses. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting at a $60,000 a year job. Yes. Yes. Um, obviously, yeah, different parts of the country. Uh, we're in California. Home prices here are ridiculously high. I can't afford half a house, you know, the house I'm in, versus you know, looking at even having multiple houses. He had multiple houses. Um, when I heard that, I thought that was... Yeah, oh, that's very good for him. How could he afford it? Um, it's going to be interesting when the trial happens. I didn't know yeah. that. I did not know that. How a cop has multiple houses, unless the wife was rich, but the wife divorced him five minutes after he got arrested. Yeah, that happened so fast. I thought um, this may be a ploy to protect assets. Uh, hey, honey, if, if you know. Oh, I didn't think uh, about that. You know, uh, things are going to hit the fan. Uh, we're going to lose everything in order for us to save our retirement. Um, you're going to have to take possession of both houses and we're going to have to get a divorce. If this thing blows over, we'll get back together and we'll, you know, continue where we, where we left off. Uh, but if things go bad, yep, we don't want to lose our retirement, our assets, uh, you know, oh, he's already been fired. He's lost his retirement. Yes. Or it could be that this guy was a violent jerk to begin with, 
and this was our opportunity to get away from him without any and i didn't think about that i didn't think about what you just said i personally thought well he was obviously an ass she left him the second he got arrested immediately immediately i i i just thought okay this guy's obviously got issues that's going to come up in the trial um yes so it's kind of it's not really advantageous now granted you're right i mean he gets a house she gets a house and then when they divorce she keeps the house and any nothing else has to do with them that makes sense i didn't think about it but I, I, I just thought when I heard that is this guy's really a jerk. <laughs> I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I thought about that. It's like yeah, 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 something so dramatic. Yeah, I I I wouldn't blame her for leaving. But then I heard yeah they had two houses and she, uh, she was taking possession of this and that. And I thought wait a minute, they're juggling their finances, they're prepping, uh, and I. You know, back in my mind, I thought, you know, is is this a divorce because the guy was a jerk and they're having problems, or is it a uh, divorce of convenience or protection, you know, so that uh, you know they're able to keep something? I, I yeah, we're not gonna know. We're not gonna yeah. know until this whole thing's over. Uh, but the thing is, this guy's looking at fifty years in prison. Unless he really thinks, unless he thinks he's really going to get off, it's very possible yeah. he thinks he's going to get off. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, within days of this happening. You know, you're thinking, okay, I'm part of the police union. The police is going to support me. You know, I think they they fired me because you know to save face. Maybe they'll be be able to sweep things under the rug. Maybe after two weeks, this whole thing dies down. Um, you know. There's a lot of things that uh, that are probably going through your or through his head, right? His lawyers, his you know. He had four days to think about it. He yeah. had four days to think about it. He did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. let's 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 call it. Good convers- right. Good conversation. So let me let me close this out. Um, I I've got to be careful not to play any music that uh goes against youtube's licensing policy because oh i'm looking at his dogs right now you guys are not going to see this this is a podcast they're so small and worthless how cute why don't you get like a pit bull because i get sued if it uh bit someone Oh, yeah, that's true. So you can follow me at Run and Fool at R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict. And because I'm not using any licensed material, YouTube, uh, any show notes, you can visit Politics. There wasn't going to be any show notes, but I got a feeling I'm going to have to throw a couple of videos up there just so that everyone knows what we were talking about. This is Gene, and who are you? And this is David. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.